Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the DNBR Buffs podcast. My name is Jake Schwanitz. I am your host, and we are presented by the American Raptors. Go on over and hit AmericanRaptors.com to check out Rugby USA's newest rugby team. Get your free ticket at AmericanRaptors.com or if staying at home and chilling in the comfort of your own place is more your vibe, you can still head on over to AmericanRaptors.com and stream the games for free. Also, shout out to the DMVR Rugby Podcast. Hit that subscribe button on that show as well as this one. I am coming to you right now or a couple hours after the game. Uh, UCLA comes into Folsom Field, gives Colorado everything they could handle and so much more, beating the Buffs 45-17. to It was Owen McCown's first start, and in some ways it feels like there might be a new era of Buffs football, which is where we're going to start and talk about Owen McCown. For a true freshman, that was a pretty damn impressive performance. Uh, 26 to 42, 258 yards, had one touchdown passing, one touchdown through the ground. He did throw one interception, and I also believe he was credited with a fumble um, that came, I think it was second quarter. Uh, McCown got hit blindside and lost the ball. I mean, not really much he could do. He was fighting for his life out there in terms of the pass protection all day. Uh, thank God Owen McCown is very mobile and capable of extending plays because he got himself out of a few hairy situations. Um, he got lucky once on a penalty. I believe it was an offsides call that happened in the first quarter when he did fumble the ball. Um, again, hit from behind. But that penalty was able to negate the play and save the buffs from a turnover in that situation. Uh, otherwise, I thought it was a pretty good performance by Owen McCown. If you would have asked me after the game, having not watched a lick of uh, Buffs football or someone who hasn't watched Buffs football ever before, if you would have asked them what year that quarterback was, I would not have said true freshman. I thought that was very impressive. Obviously, the best performance by a Buffs quarterback this year. And one, I well, the second time that the Buffs have finally had someone go wire to wire as the starter. The first time being JT against Air Force. This game, I mean, I would say it went better than the Air Force game, and I guess it certainly did in some situations and circumstances, but uh, 45 to 17 ends up being the final score. We'll start off from the top. Uh, from the very first drive, McCown looked pretty good. The Buffs got the ball right away, and it wasn't exactly great uh, off the top there for the Buffs. 
it was a 13 play 39 yard drive it actually ended up taking 605 off the clock but penalties eventually forced them to punt um or it was actually a field goal attempt it was a Cole Becker field goal attempt from 54 yards that did not go true through the uprights uh UCLA took over immediately marched down the field for a touchdown it was a it was a short field because of the long field goal they had to go 64 yards um but regardless it was a pretty easy day overall for the Bruins on offense the Buffs get the ball back uh they get an eight play 19 yard drive that went pretty much nowhere they punt to the Bruins the Bruins then go 95 yards and score another touchdown the Buffs get the ball back uh, 10 plays, 58 yards, and 3 minutes, 34 seconds. They get a Cole Becker, Cole Becker field goal out of that. I believe it was uh, just around 30 yards. It wasn't at anywhere close to as long as the first attempt. That went true. Colorado kicks the ball to UCLA. They go 75 yards again in 7 plays and score another touchdown. And very, very quickly, it was 21-3. to uh, The defense just... I mean, we talked so much the past 3 weeks about the defense not getting help from the offense and the offense not pulling their weight and the defense just collapsing late in these games. Well, the offense was able to move the ball. They were able to mount some drives, uh, but the defense just from the get-go, just unable to really make an impact against UCLA. They're, they were a very balanced, very uh, quick attack too. They were quick to the ball. Um, Charbonnet was running well. You had DTR throwing the ball well. He was running well. He looked so much more improved compared to you know first time seeing him as a freshman or sophomore a few years ago uh, he's someone who could potentially end up getting some NFL looks if he keeps on playing at this level the Buffs did get a touchdown right before the end of the half uh, Owen McCown ran it in from two yards out and this was probably the Buffs most successful drive uh, or certainly was the Buffs most successful drive to that point they went 74 yards in nine plays just under or just over three and a half minutes they get the ball there is 357 left in the second quarter and they managed to actually milk up most of the clock drive the ball get a touchdown they cut it to a two-score game before halftime but then they kick the opening kickoff to UCLA and then it's a four-play 75-yard drive again another touchdown for the Bruins the Buffs get the ball back. Uh, they go backwards on their first drive in the third quarter. Three plays, minus 10 yards. That drive ends in a punt. Uh, the Bruins get the ball back. They go backwards. Three plays, minus four yards. They end up punting. And then it just gets really, really rough for Colorado at that point. Uh, they had a turnover on downs after that. They give the ball back to the Bruins. They kick a field goal. They get the ball. That's when the fumble happens um, from McCown on the strip sack. Three plays, five yards. Fumbles it on third down. Bruins score a touchdown after that. They punt or they give the ball to CU. CU punts. UCLA would then punt. Um, Owen would throw an interception. And then uh, after that interception, the Bruins again would score. By that time, it was so far out of reach. Uh, the Buffs get the ball back with 935 left in the fourth quarter. Owen again mounts a pretty nice drive. 14 plays, 85 yards in six minutes and 36 seconds. Uh, he gets his first passing touchdown as a buff on that drive. He throws he threw the ball to Jordan Tyson again. Jordan Tyson has scored. He's got to have scored the most touchdowns for the Buffs at this point. I mean, he had one against TCU and he has one now against UCLA. I mean, the Buffs haven't scored very many points to this point. I don't need to tell you guys that. Uh, real quick, let's give a shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. 
uh, we had a, a team, I don't know what you call it, a team dinner. We got to tour the brewery uh, at their Little Tin location just yesterday, and it was an awesome time. Thank you so much to Breckenridge Brewery for having us out. Uh, the partnership that we have, DMVR and Breckenridge Brewery, is thriving alive and well, and the fact that we were able to do cool things like this makes it so much easier to read these reads to you guys. They have a hoot nanny coming up. They're turning 32 years young on October 8th and 9th. It's going to be at that Little Tin location. They'll be having live music there. Uh, of course, beer will be there, food and games. Uh, again, October 8th and 9th. Stay tuned to everything DNVR leading up to October 8th and 9th, and we will supply you guys with some giveaways and some more news up until that time. Check out the link in the description or breckbrew.com for more details on tickets and artist lineup. And then shout out to our friends at DraftKings. Uh, if you have been taking or fading the buffs, I guess you would say, and picking against them on DraftKings, you'd be a very wealthy person right now. The buffs, again, don't cover. The spread got up to 22.5, I believe it was, before kickoff. Uh, that was covered fairly quickly by the Bruins. It looked like for a bit, maybe after the end of the first half, that the buffs could hang around and keep it within that number. Alas, it did not happen. Uh, this weekend, DraftKings is running a promotion with their stepped-up game parlays. Everyone can boost their winnings with those. Uh, every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With bigger payouts than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? DraftKings Sportsbook. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DMVR to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so we got the good out of the way. Now it's time, unfortunately, guys, we got to talk about the bad. Um, the run defense, we've, we've talked about it a bit last week. It was getting on the radar that maybe this front seven and this rushing defense actually isn't pulling their weight as much as we originally thought, and they weren't great today. UCLA runs for 249 yards on 34th carries. That is a 7.3 yards per carry average. It just it wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough from the get-go. Charbonnet looked sharp early. He managed to run for three touchdowns on 104 yards. Only nine carries for Zach Charbonnet. He was just busting big runs whenever they handed it to him. DTR was running and extending plays pretty well throughout the game. He had an impactful run in the first half that kept the drive alive for the Bruins. Uh, more so on his arm, though. DTR, really good through the air. 83% completion percentage, went 19-23, 234 yards and two touchdowns. He did not play the full game. Uh, they put the backup Garbers in after a certain point. He went 3-for-6, 32 yards and a touchdown. Receiving-wise, um, Bobo was their leading receiver for UCLA. I mean, they weren't super dynamic in the at the skill position for the Bruins offense, but it was enough to give CU fits, and that sure did enough to get them the victory. As I mentioned, this running defense, I think, is something that is going to be the focus this coming week. I asked Carl Durrell after the game what the issue with that was. He seemed to put the blame on the players, saying that they're not lining up in the right gaps. Uh, he also mentioned that that's the area that he feels like they need to improve the most. And as we mentioned, I mean, on the Wednesday show with Arcane Hank, they do have an outrageous amount 
of yards per game being averaged against them in terms of rushing yards. They were 99 yards ahead of Louisiana Tech, who was the second worst run defense in the country. Uh, that number is going to go down because <laughs> UCLA runs for 249 which is below that 348 average. I mean, that Air Force game is going to skew these rushing stats and probably leave Colorado down as some of the worst teams in terms of rushing defense in the country because of that Air Force game. But this was no great help either. Averaging 7.3 yards per carry, that's just not how you win football games and get ahead. On the flip side, Colorado's rushing attack, that seemed like that might be where the Buffs can really start a foundation and build up in terms of momentum on the offense, completely flipped today, though. Owen was only able to really move the ball through the air uh, while he was extending plays, kind of running for his life at times. As a team, the Buffs ran the ball 34 times, 51 yards. They had the one rushing touchdown with Owen McCown. That is a 1.5 yards per carry average. Just brutal. I mean, a lot of those actually taken on sacks, though. Uh, McCown given minus 32 rushing yards as you all know in college football rushing yards or sacks are counted as rushing yards so that's why they go backwards and uh, in total the Bruins had five sacks on the buffs so that's where that you know negative rushing number comes from for McCown the starting running back though this is something we're we're going to talk about throughout the week you know we we said on at least on Friday we might have said it on Wednesday that Alex Fontenot isn't healthy enough to play from that hit in the Air Force game. So my assumption, I think a lot of people's assumption, was that Deion Smith is going to get a lot of work. He only gets two carries for 16 yards, but beyond that, he doesn't even get the start, which is something that left me scratching my head. We asked Darrell about that after the game, uh, thinking that maybe there was a disciplinary issue, maybe there was an injury we didn't know about. No, he just said that Offerdahl think uh, that he thought Offerdahl offered the buffs more in terms of running efficiency. So that's why Charlie Offerdahl was the starting running back. We saw quite a bit from Anthony Hankerson, also another freshman. A lot of freshmen getting playing time. I talked about it a bit last week. I think it was 40-plus freshmen that got playing time last week against Minnesota. I'd be surprised if it's not 50 or more this week. Just you know, give him a count and the amount of players that they were starting. Uh, they had three true freshmen start on offense. First time since I believe it was 2008 against Iowa State that the Buffs did that with Chase Soul, uh, Van Wells, and Owen McCown being true freshmen. So that's something to monitor throughout the week, as well as just the running back situation overall. Receiving wise, uh, I mean, Daniel Arias, he's going to come home with some nice numbers, four catches, 82 yards. He did have a 42-yard bomb that he caught from Owen McCown. Uh, but a couple drops on his end, that total could have been much higher. Owen McCown definitely could have thrown for 300 yards in this game. Uh, it wasn't a, a matter of capability. It was just a matter of receivers catching the football. Uh, there was at least three or four drops that I saw. Um, RJ Sneed had one, I think. He also, RJ Sneed, I don't know if, I don't know what happened. There was a seam ball that Owen threw that RJ looked like he kind of just stopped on the route. So that's something that's going to be, uh, brought up at some point, I'm sure, is just the drops with this receiving core and just the amount of yardage that they're leaving on the table for all these quarterbacks. Um, in terms of impactful receivers, I mean, Jordan Tyson had the touchdown. He had two catches for 39 yards. Uh, we saw Maurice Bell get five catches total, 26 yards. That's about it, though. Brady Russell, 33 yards for four, uh, four receptions for him. But Owen McCown, I think, just looked pretty well. He was... You know, working that offense, that kind of quick screen 
RPO type offense pretty well. Um, you know, some mistakes at times. He wasn't perfect, of course. I'll need to look back at the film and then I will definitely share my findings with you guys, at least on Twitter. If not, maybe a full article on the site this week. Um, determination to be made. We'll see what the film says at that point. Real quick, I'm going to talk to you guys about our last sponsor of the show, and that's Green Mountain Dental. Green Mountain Dental has been around from the very beginning, and many of our own staff have actually converted to Green Mountain Dental. Uh, Dr. Ben and his staff are about 15 minutes from downtown in Lakewood. Uh, They will get you right on anything from regular cleanings, orthodontics, or moving those wisdom teeth. Tell the team that DMVR Sports sent you and get a $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment for new patients. If you mention DMVR Sports, you get a free set of bleach trays. That is a $350 value with a new patient cleaning. Examine x-rays. To make an appointment or find more information, check out their website at GreenMountainDentalGroup.com today. That is GreenMountainDentalGroup.com today. All right. Let's move the show on. Uh, we'll get to your guys' responses here in a bit. Um, but a couple things that just I wanted to touch on on myself uh, maybe give a little bit of my opinion before we get into your guys's. Obviously, the coaching wasn't great today. Uh, Carl Durrell did show some aggressiveness going for it on th- uh, fourth down fairly often. He was kind of forced into that, though. I mean, they went five for 17 on third down, so they faced a lot of th- fourth downs. The Buffs converted on three of four fourth down attempts. Um, some of them were just a little bit too li- too little too late for me. I mean, the fake punt, man, that was just... Um, that's just mind-boggling at that point, just given the down and distance of where they attempted that, um, and also just the situation of calling that play. It just didn't really match up, I think, with what uh, the game, I guess, script would have told me to do or what I would have done in that situation. I mean, a fake punt is something that you got to try in like close situations when they're absolutely not expecting it. When you're down multiple scores, you might as well just put your offense out there, man. That, that one uh, went over my head. Uh, some of his decisions to punt too. I believe there was one time in the second quarter, they were down 21 to three. It was about a fourth and three, fourth and four, a, no near the 40 yard line. Um, and they decided to punt there also. So an interesting decision there for the buffs. Um, of course, at some point during, I believe it was the second quarter, Chance broke out in the stadium. The Fire Carl Chance came out for a bit. I don't know if they were heard on TV, but they were easily heard from the press box. They didn't last very long, but they were present. The students showed up. Uh, it was a great atmosphere at Folsom up until about halftime, and then everyone kind of knew what was going to happen at that point, and I don't blame the students for leaving. But shout out to all of you that actually came to the game and supported these players. That's huge. That's what this university needs to show that this football program is something that you guys care about and something that can be successful. Keep showing up. Show them that football means a lot to you, more so than it might mean to them, given their actions. Let's get into what you guys had to say. Lots of great responses from you all. We'll start with this one from Vic Victory. Uh, he went out and bullet pointed this for me, which is great. Thank you. McCown is QB1, first bullet point. Second bullet point, offensive line is not good. Left tackle is a problem. Um, on that one, I think, I mean, right tackle is more of a problem. At one point, Casey Roddick, who was playing right guard, uh, had to go back and play right tackle. Um, I don't know if that ended up getting shifted out and maybe 
Roddick moved back to guard, um, but the right tackle spot was a position that just couldn't get it going for the Buffs. I mean, and with Owen McCown, this is a point that needs to be made. He's a left-handed quarterback, obviously, but now you kind of flip the the blind side. The blind side is now his right side, um, which is where I think the first the the first strip sack fumble uh, that was called back on penalty was the right tackle being beat. Um, so you're going to have to flip those things. That left tackle, that's going to be something that Owen sees now. The whole offense is basically flipped now too, if you didn't notice that today. Uh, Vic goes on and says, why do all the check with me if they can't pick up an obvious blitz? Yeah, it's it's an interesting situation with this offense. I mean, they're obviously calling plays at the line and doing a lot of things based on personnel and formation that the defense shows, uh, or they're at least trying to. It doesn't really appear that way as the plays get going. Next bullet point from Vic, it says, wide receivers not as good as advertised, at least three to four drops. Defensive line too easily blocked off the line. Tackling is JV. This defense needs needs Jim Levitt. Uh, Next reply, coming from Turn the Lights Off, uh, that's AA underscore Anderson 96. On Owen McCown, he says, easily the best quarterback to hit the field this season. He should get every snap the rest of the year. This is also going to be a topic that we talk throughout the week. Is, Is Owen McCown the starting quarterback throughout the year? Um, if I had to give a vote, I would say yes, but who knows? I mean, it really depends on how long Carl is the coach, whether, you know, if he still believes that he can be the head coach next year, if he wants to try and conserve that red shirt, or if maybe that's something that the administration comes down and says, maybe they overrule Carl Carl Durrell that Owen McCown is to save his red shirt, or they're just going to burn it. Uh, this is his second game played. So we still have a couple games to go until we really reach that point of talking about Owen's burnt red shirt. We'll talk about it this week. That'll be something I'm sure that will be asked to coaches if Owen is the starting quarterback from here on out. We will get those answers to you guys. This one from Garrett Hall. He says, Owen McCown is the future of the program. It's just a matter of whether or not we can keep him here long enough in order for him to reach his full potential, not only as a football player, but also as a person and a Buffalo. Thank you for the reply, Garrett. I mean, that's something also that's going to be heavily debated is if Owen McCown will stay or if he goes. Um, I mean, so many factors in play there. That one to be decided, but a talking point that we will get to 100% next week and throughout the coming weeks. Shout out to Silver Buff. Uh, My guy comes in. Owen joins Sam Neuer and Steven Montez in throwing for 250 plus yards in their first career start. Uh, would have been 300 without the drops, as he also said, a point that we made earlier. Yeah, um, I mean, spot on right there. Icy Buffalo says it was his job to win, and he did. Good for him. Yes, he was very impressive. Easily the best quarterback we've seen. This should be Owen's job moving forward. We'll see what the coaching staff has to say. This is from CU Buff Panama. He says, hard not to wonder what first three games would have looked like had Owen been named starter and taken all the reps. Even his swing passes are noticeably better than we've seen in two seasons. I mean, he's easily the most gifted thrower of the football on this team. Uh, JT has some arm talent, but just hasn't quite been able to put it together in terms of the complete package. We saw some of that from McCown today, I think. Um, And in terms of just managing the game and playing the position, he definitely did look like the better natural quarterback. Timber Strand says, high ceiling, good arm strength, hard to evaluate when O-line struggles though. Smart with the ball, but took several bad sacks. Overall, very satisfied, better than the first three games for sure. 100% 
they, you know, some of the bad sacks and just some of the mental side of the game, that's just got to come with time and playing experience with Owen. And I think a lot of you guys realize that. I uh, just wanted to emphasize that, though, that this is something that will come with time. I'm sure he'll get better at deciding when to take off, when to take sacks. Uh, those types of situations, I'm sure we'll see improvement. Shout out to uh, Pete Bucket since 88. Uh, he goes, all things considered, I'll give him a B minus. Thought he looked confident. Definitely forced some throws, but when you're CU, you kind of have to take risks. B lose, conservative style, almost guarantees defeat. Defense looked worse as ever. Not much hope for this season. Uh, thank you for being so great this season, Pete. Appreciate your interaction. Brian Rothrock says he should be the starter the rest of the year. I thought he did all right. No help from receivers. We talked about that. Michael Harrison says kid can play at this level now. Certainly made some mistakes trying to do a little too much, but I think he should be the guy for the remainder of the year. 100%, my man. Retained Gecko 98 says McCown made freshman, freshman mistakes, but he brought a spark to the offense. His receivers also had four drops on good passes downfield. As for the team, coaching change looks like the only way to avoid 0-12. Um, I guess kind of related to both of those points that you just made. Carl talked a lot about finding a spark for this offense and saying that that's what this offense needed was a spark at quarterback, something on offense to get them going and that everything else could follow. Well, uh, they got that spark and at quarterback and at offense and the defense just ended up falling apart. Uh, it seems like there's something more at play there. All right, guys, this has been a long post-game pod. Uh, I'm going to head out. Shout out to everyone for interacting, whether you simply liked the tweet or you had a reply. Whether I read it or not, I read them all off air. So thank you so much. Your tweets were seen. Uh, just appreciate you guys, the fans, man. I mean, you guys are what makes this possible, and I know this is a tough situation for you all. Not to get all preachy like I did at the end of last week's show, but look, I think you guys just need to keep doing what you're doing, man. The pressure that you're putting on the university in terms of being vocal online and stating your displeasure, uh, that's about as much as you can do. I think seeing the stadium pretty full for the first half, that's great stuff to see. I think that's, as I mentioned earlier, it shows that you guys care about this program. It shows that this program has tons of fans, not only in Colorado and in the Boulder area, but nationwide. This is a program that a lot of people care a lot about. And if you stay consistent and voicing your displeasure and showing that this university and this team could be better, I think that eventually they will hear you and you will get your way and we will end up seeing a much improved product in Boulder, whether that's next week, whether that's a few weeks from now, or maybe it's a year or two down the road. I think you guys have been fantastic. And again, thank you all for welcoming me into open arms. Uh, that's going to do it. Oh, actually, I wanted to read a tweet from uh, Ryan. Uh, RK, he put out a quote tweet. When talking about um, Owen McCown and just how he played throughout the year, uh, we'll get his thoughts for sure on Wednesday when we do the the pod with Ryan and Hank. Um, sorry, I'm just pulling it up right now. I'm just trying to stall a little bit. Uh, we'll see who is on the show this week, though. All right, here's the tweet. Ryan said, very encouraging for a true freshman, making his first start with very little help around him. Kid can play, and he clearly has a feel for the game. That has to be the big takeaway for Buffs fans today, is that you potentially have a quarterback here. Uh, while the coaching situation and a bunch of the talent around him is still you know, to be decided in terms of who's going to be there in the coming years, this is someone that you could really rally behind. 
So that's exciting. I'm excited for you guys. We'll talk later on in the week. Keep your head up. And until then, as always, SCO Buffs.